Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. <laughs> uh, we're sorry. We're we're laughing off uh, off off. I almost said off camera, but it's not camera. But on a story that most people don't know, and we cannot tell because Peter would come after us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I trap squirrels now. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway. good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, tis the season. Uh, this is. I guess we can just roll straight into the Carter Automotive Group tip. Uh, it is the season. It's uh, it's starting to rain like crazy, which if you're in the Pacific Northwest anyway, but it is getting colder across the country because it's fall. And that means it's time for all those cute little critters to chew through your wiring and move themselves into your car. Uh, if you, you can, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm going to rehash it. The, the basic tips, we always tell everybody, um, uh, dryer sheets. Dryer sheets. Uh, yeah. Heavy scented dryer sheets in your engine compartment, especially if you're storing a car. Traps. What's the one you can take in a medicine bottle, a cotton ball, but is it, you're putting menthol or there's menthol, men, or yeah. menthol in it and yep. that, that works really well. Yeah. They don't like peppermint. Um, yes, peppermint. That's most, what I'm thinking about. Most yeah. animals in general don't like peppermint, um, which is kind of weird. Bugs too. Sad taste. I, I love know. peppermint. I love peppermint. Candy canes are the best I thing I can't in get world. near a pack of York peppermint patties because they're like a... It's like popcorn to me. If you go to the store, they find, they have candy cane ice cream already. I mean, I, I stared at it. I, I I tried not to buy it. I didn't, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, make sure you are uh, walking around your car and making sure all, everything's squared away. Look under there. Check your air filter boxes because now is the time they are moving in in force. I have squirrels everywhere, and some are already making their way into my eaves. So. You have bats in your belfry, Dan? I did, actually. Did <laughs> okay. Yeah, I have a lot of bats at my house, um, which I like the bats because they do a really good job of keeping the bugs away. But yeah. uh, I don't like them so much in my house. Uh, bats are opportunistic uh, nesters, though. So like, if you just block ways, they don't actually like dig through and claw through your insulation and stuff like squirrels. They don't want to do a bunch do. of work. Yeah, yeah, they just want to no. rest someplace warm. And so they'll typically go where they can. So you block them off. They're good to go. They're not really <laughs> real hard to discourage from living in your house. But squirrels in your hand, especially here, will claw their way through insulation, siding, you name it, they are aggressive. Um, we have a really cute little one. We have the eastern gray squirrels here that are invasive, but the other, I forget the native ones with the red bellies, like the red copper belly and the dark fur. Yeah, okay. Anyway, we have those, Douglas squirrels. And uh, those are really cute, but they're also like the most damaging squirrel, period. They will claw their way. They will, they because they burrow, they claw, and they, they like will break through wood even. Oh, yeah, they're little fun. destructive little guys. Yeah, great. And those are yeah, and and any of those mice, rats, whatever. Those are it's a great time for them to start chewing on your wiring. So make sure your your cars are squared away. Uh, make sure if you're you know use traps, live animal traps on squirrels. Uh, all squirrel species in Washington, in the Pacific Northwest in general, are protected. But uh, you can use live animal traps and relocate them. Also, if you have animals that live outside, like cats and things like that, and you park a warm car, they will. Yeah, crawl up in so there watch as well. for so, that. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to say this. Uh, we were reading an article, um, an interesting problem, some other places. So everybody's heard about, or if you haven't, you should know, like the, the invasive python problem in Florida is insane, right? Like there's a bounty on them even, and they're everywhere. The problem is it's also they're spreading. So they're not just in Florida. They're in. Well, they tend to have more, more than one at birth. So that's right. Kind of the problem. Yeah, yeah. So like all the way down to Louisiana, things like that, and they're becoming more adapted to the environment. Um, people are finding them in their cars. <laughs> mm, fun. They also will go where it's warm because they're a cold-blooded creature. So they're like, ooh, a nice warm engine bay. Oh, nice warm seats. I could see a fan really tearing up a boa. You're yeah. right. That's yeah. a mess. Yeah. And yeah. But yeah, if you leave your windows down on a somewhat warm day, because it's not cold in the south yet, they're like, oh, I'll climb in here. <laughs> so, no, thank you. Yeah, hopefully that's never a problem here. Um, but I do have a, you know, it's funny. That brings us right into our transition <laughs> 
So that's your car automotive group tip. Watch for the animals. Make sure your car is getting ready for winter. Yep. Make sure you've got new wiper blades on your car because it's it's that time too. Make sure you've swapped out your summer tires to not winter yet. It's not winter tire season, but it is it's raining hard here and it's coming down. Yeah, lucky us, we get to have three sets of tires. Most of you only get to go away with two. For us, it just goes from like summer to rain forever, then snow, then rain again, and then we get our two months of summer. And rain, snow, and then... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's our bipolar season. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We were talking about... Jalopnik posted an article that we thought was pretty cool. It was that, what are your... They said, what are the worst rest stops? And it it made me laugh and think of several, because I was like, what are the worst stops I've had that aren't just rest stops that I've stopped to go to the bathroom or stopped to get a break? And I have had several on my road trips. Well, I mean, I think there's three categories. There's the... Where you stop, and it's there's weird people. Yep. Which could be anywhere. It's you could you stop and it's a weird environment, or you stop it's a weird environment with weird people. Yeah, the um, south. Yeah, this, well, <laughs> don't 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 alienate everyone. At, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I've been in some small towns in the south where I'm like, I'm not safe. <laughs> I, I don't think that like I never used to run into it as a kid. Like you know when you when we drive across the state, there's not many rest stops like on I-90 that are bad. Like you know yeah. they're, they're well populated, they're well lit, things like that. First time I think I ran into something like that is when I went when I my first year in college I was in Roswell, New Mexico, and everything in Roswell is alien. Yeah, and if it's not, I mean, I've believed in aliens for a long time, not because I thought I've seen aliens, but if you've met some of the people that live in, in, in New Mexico, um, you alienated the South. I'll alienate everybody in New Mexico. Um, there is some creep. I mean, there are some really creepy places in the middle of the desert like yes there retired are. yes uh gas stations that people 100%. still kind of live at like you have to understand that when somebody comes up with a, a an idea in a movie like the hills have eyes and stuff like that or what was the one with um paul walker where they're at the hotel uh and it was the trucker oh, that kept following him. like um, all of this stuff comes from some type of real place like i mean usually it's in the california desert but there's a lot of really creepy places that um you know, are abandoned and people may still live in the area and it joyride. It, joyride. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. So I think, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, we, Dan and I were laughing because we were talking about this and I was like, if you start talking about, you know, rest stops, I said, it's going to turn into a, a funny joke about the, you know, remember when he pulls over in uh, something about Mary and he's like, <laughs> I was peeing, I was peeing too. Like, you know. <laughs> so, um, there are some places, you know, I said, I, I think, I definitely think any place in a desert is going to be, you know, Creepy, and I actually think in the, a desert at night would be less creepy than the day because I think you can see a little bit more than the day, and and maybe, you know, have you ever? Okay, so you so take, you think the desert at night is creepier than the day? No, less I th- creepy. I, th- I think it's less creepy because okay. you're not going to be able to see what's out there. Like, you know, you're in the day. Oh yeah. Again, if you're if you're a horror film you, person, you're going to get this in a second. Like, and you're driving along and the sun's beating off your hood, and then all of a sudden somebody jumps out in front of you and goes over your hood, and then yeah. he chases you for the next six hours, right? <laughs> I think so, um, you've done a ton of driving through the south or not the south and through the south uh like arizona southwest yeah Yeah. most of my driving has been the southwest and the west of the mississippi i say is my most of my driving i've passed through a lot of areas in the south yeah um and they've been okay and even in the east they're kind of what you expect until you get up in the hills of appalachia and they're not as i think people think that stuff's like right off like a major highway when they see think about like the creepy small towns that are out there no those places are like way down a dirt road like unless you're going there where they really want to be yeah you're not going to really end up in one of those areas where you know start hearing the banjos play they're out there but it's not it's not what you think yeah um yeah there's small towns but they're usually nice little small towns um no the i mean there's so many places the like the one that actually scared me the most wasn't a person at all i opened a, a restroom door 
um, on a roadside gas stop or bathroom stop down in Arizona, and there was a rattlesnake looking at me. Oh, okay. And that was like, it was it, trying to find the same place cool. Oh, yes. No. Yeah, it was. And, and that's well, very warm, it's yeah. very common down there. It was, it was <laughs> yeah, I opened the door and it immediately starts rattling at me. And it's not even not close to me enough to where I was in striking distance, but it scared the crap out of me. Sure. You don't expect to see a rattlesnake staring at you. Which is not what you want to happen when you're no. looking for a place to go to the bathroom. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I recognize the fact that I'm a pretty large person and, and a man traveling alone. It's just not that intimidating. And so I've been into some places where I'm like, I would not feel safe here if I was like a woman traveling on my own. Um, or even a minority traveling around in some places, but that one probably scared me the most, like knocking me back because I just wasn't ready for it. I'm not afraid of snakes, but I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like you don't want to walk into there blind with a phone in your hand or something stupid. Um, you know, uh, for pure appearances, and I'm again throwing somebody on the bus. Uh, might you take the people out of the, the equation? The town that we had lunch in with the monkeys, uh, north of McCall. Oh God! Yeah. If you if if there were no people in that town, it would be the creepiest, weirdest little town in the world. The people make the town. Like, oh yeah, for sure. But it was like everything was rusted and everything was on its side, and you know, you know, it and was. Which it's, it's a great little town. Oh, it's, it's a great just like, little but town. But if you yeah. no, he was in it, yeah, you'd yeah, be like, that, would, that would be town? kind of uh, that, that would be kind of creepy. And I'm actually surprised we didn't run into more little things like that when we were in McCall or outside of McCall and the monkeys, like little, well. I should say, we busted through the one place that we knew was... Yeah, and it doesn't look like it what it did when I first went through there. Um, I still wouldn't want to... Had you not told me what was going on there, or allegedly, um, I still wouldn't want to have stopped there. Yeah, there's a couple of... just They're white towns out in the yeah, woods. Supremacy, yeah, white yeah, supremacy yeah, kind of things, and yeah. And that wasn't as apparent as we went through, but usually those are pretty identifiable <laughs> because of the you know southern flags and occasionally red, black, and white flags. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, are creepy as hell, but those, um, you just know not to stop, so you don't get surprised. I was driving in Nevada, um, and people who have driven through the desert in Nevada are straight out of Vegas and gone way out the desert probably know this place. I can't remember the name of it, but I can find it on a map. There's this little gas stop, and it's a gas station, and it's got like this weird UFO theme because it's middle of Nevada. Is it abandoned? No. It's a gas. Because there's thing. one they use in all the movies, like it's on no. a corner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. This this one is uh, it's on a somewhat on a main strip. Like you got to drop off the highway and go down to it. Do they sell beef jerky? Yes. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> I'm like, good UF play, old place has to sell jerky. Beef jerky. I was yeah. I was yeah. in my G, I was in my GTR. You're absolutely correct. <laughs> if it's got a UFO theme, they're going to have good beef, beef jerky. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just super weird. Don't uh, ask what it is though. <laughs> yeah. It may not be beef, but it's good. <laughs> Anyway, I pull off this exit and I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll use the restroom." And it's got a, it's got a, like you know a subway there because those are everywhere in a gas station, and then it's like a motel, but the motel is like you know. Could you rent it by the hour, Dan? You can. Oh, interesting. And okay. It comes with somebody in it. Oh, does it? Yeah. I see. Well, the amenities are just <laughs> the amenities <Yeah>. were plentiful. <laughs> So I pull up and I'm like, okay, I'm not, I've never driven through Nevada in that way before. So I had no idea that really existed outside of what you hear in movies. I was relatively naive. Oh, it's Nevada. Oh, yeah. And so I realized as I pull up there, it's a gas station, subway, and brothel. Oh. And in itself, that is odd if you're not coming through Nevada. But in itself, if you think about it, it's not that creepy in the sense of like you think about Nevada. This place was creepy. This place was like, you look in the back and there's all these little mini trailers that are just scattered have through to the live hills. somewhere, Dan. Yeah. And I walked in there and, you know, and it's like I said, there's a subway there. It's not like it's just like this. It's so odd. 
Okay, you know my brain. Like I'm sitting there being like, marketing wise, this is like you know, foot longs, <laughs> empty your tank, fill your tank. Uh, what else we got? Um, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. And so, but you go through there, and as you look back, like, you know, there is a, um, a, I wouldn't say a blurred line. There's like this uh, unspoken line of how terrible like these uh, the sex work industry is in a lot of places. Like regardless on your thoughts of it, like some people, you see the stuff on TV in Vegas and it's like, you see the high-end uh, escorts and things like that and they don't look like that. Like they look like they're actually living an okay life. So whatever your thoughts on it, there's a very clear line that people don't like to talk about of how bad like the human trafficking is and stuff like oh, that. Oh, okay. This place was not trying to hide that line. <laughs> this was like, look at the <laughs> trailers in the hills and you know some women have disappeared out there and oh, been in trucks, okay. let alone men. It is like one of the creepiest places I've ever stopped at. You're like, oh, this is where bad things happen. Like you knew that as soon as you pulled in here, you were like, you don't want to be here at night. This is where bad things happen. <laughs> did you okay so do you think like as far as danger you pulling in there in a gtr do you think you are in more danger because of that because of an expensive car um i think i looked like a target maybe yeah but um at the same time it was the middle of the day i don't actually think so because it was were you propositioned no i was not um so you're not pretty I, no, it was the type of place where you don't get propositioned. You walk up to the desk. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I like they actually didn't had know that it. existed. Okay, me Good to either. Know. It's his first experience. Fair enough. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it ended with me buying a drink and leaving. Um, <laughs> Glad you just only bought a drink, Dan. Yeah, I would, yeah exactly. No. <laughs> Are you tired, sir? Nope. Good. I'm good. No, I'm, I'm good. good. I'm just getting a Red Bull. I'm <laughs> out of here. Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I drove out farther, I mean, that was the only one I stopped at. You started seeing the signs. And a lot of these signs as I went through were like, you know, they're, they're blatant. They're like, you know, well, they can't, they can be, they can be so yeah. like R&R this way, but it's like, you know, down the road here, but it's not like a paved road into town. It's a gravel road into the middle of the hills, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it's like where nobody can hear you scream. Exactly. And I, th- my first, I had a lot of, I, I formed a lot of quick opinions that I may have no basis for, but I just can't see an upside to any of this. Where I was driving along, I'm like, this is as seedy as it gets. And also, at what level of lonely and desperate do you have to be to drive down a gravel road in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere? I mean, this is like, think of from dusk till dawn. Well, I would assume that some of the clientele, and I don't want to get too seedy here, would be people that would be long, the truck drivers that are driving that route consistently or, you know. I guess it just seemed to each their own, but I mean, like I said, I can't imagine anything good happening. So those are, those well, are, no, that, I mean, you're, yeah. No matter what your opinion on sex of, work it's, is. It's sad. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, some people have different opinions on it, especially here, but for me, I'm just I like, think anybody that listens to this is real pro sex worker. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so, yeah. I try not to go. I'm like, it's just this. That's the, if you ever want to see the down and dirty side of it, just drive through there. Well, I mean, we've talked stop. about it. Like, you know, driving as much as we do and, and people listen things. to this, you see things. You see yeah. parts of the world that you wouldn't, you wouldn't see. And I think people like you and I have a tendency to go, oh, a dirt road. I'm going to drive down that. Exactly. Like, in the Raptor, I'm like, that absolutely. looks like fun. Yeah. I want to go drive absolutely. up there. <laughs> you know, and, and explore. And many a time, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I had an experience very close to where I'm going to live this week. Did you know that there is, I'm going to use the term child prison. It's right by the hospital there on the freeway. 
Oh, yes, I did, actually. Yeah. yeah. You talk about, I was like, oh, I'm going to drive down here. Didn't know that was down there. Yeah. And you come down, and in the road is, I mean, gates, and it's yeah. apparently some people have escaped by, from there, by the yeah. way. Um, but that's my point is, I, you know, roads, it's dark, and there's signs that go, don't go any farther, which I didn't. Um, yeah. You know, but you tend to want to explore when, you, when you're an automotive enthusiast. So you tend to find some of these things that are more seedy, you know? It, it's, yeah. We always laugh when we're going over Stampede Pass. And if you've ever driven over Stampede Pass, right up when you come off I-90, it's the meth house. You yeah. drive by it. it, you, it be, if they're not making meth there, then I'm sorry, but they have a caboose sitting in the front yard. They have everything. It, it just screams m- murder scene. But, you know. <laughs> right. This is the but, set of a future movie. Yeah. You see these things, and, and Lord knows what happens. And, you know, there's, I mean, I've been up in the woods off of Stampede. I found some places, which I still need to take you, by the way. That are just you just you're like oh I don't think I should be here because you know I feel like somebody's gonna that, that lives up here and never sees anybody is gonna come out and shoot me kind of thing so yeah and I haven't had like a, an experience where I was really confronted in that way by anybody and I've been down some dirt roads and had to turn around and most people are just kind of they give me the eye like what are you doing out here yeah. but I can also tell I've been down roads in the like the Raptor and stuff people are actually not that surprised. They yeah. see the truck and they're like, oh, they're just off-roading, whatever. And they actually don't give it a second thought. But I remember, um, like, not now, not at all now, but growing up in Arlington, north of Arlington, was Darrington. Darrington, Concrete, Rockport, those areas. And those places are not what they are now. Right now, they're actually busy. Like, people drive through there a lot. They have tourists a lot. But there are places you didn't go up there even during the back in the day. There was a well-known white supremacy group outside of Darrington that's no longer there. Um, but there's also weird stuff you come across that is... By no means seedy. It's just very odd. Um, I've come across hippie communes a couple times where they have a lot of stuff, like a lot of colors and things like that. And you kind of like are drawn to them. Then you realize, oh, this might be a cult. I should probably leave. <laughs> and like, they're friendly. But I've seen... Um, what's of course the, they're friendly. They want yeah. you to join. Yeah. yeah. We've all seen that movie. Let's, yeah. not go, let's not go down there. And then, I mean... But I mean, uh, if you look at the... What was it? The Israels in Arlington. You know, the Garlic Festival. Do you remember hearing about the Israel family? No. Um, so back in Arlington, the, up in Arlington, outside of Arlington Heights was the Israel compound, which we all knew was a hippie compound and, uh, love Israel and his wives. You can read about it online on the internet. It's not, it's not me starting rumors or bad mouthing them. I went to school with a lot of them in Arlington, a lot of the kids and it was a, you know, down the road, they were super friendly. They grew a lot of weed, sold a lot of weed. They had a really good restaurant in town though, too. Um, and then I was this like a one dude, multiple wives kind of situation? Yeah, shared oh, okay. shared wife commune kind of thing. Um, but there's also some stuff you come across that you didn't know, which is kind of fun. Um, you go down a road and you realize that like you're really not in the right spot, but not because you're in danger, because there's a really big gate and a bunch of guards. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I came into a military installation that I didn't know was here. <laughs> I did that in Medina once. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk. Yeah. So, yeah. I did that. Uh, so we used to we used to joke about that. Again, uh, Jim Creek Naval Station is a major, major, it's not just a naval station. It's a communications station up in Arlington. And it's out Arlington Heights. It's not hard to get to. It's down Jim Creek Road. And there's tons of signs out there. But when we were kids, we'd go to, you know, we had friends that lived down the road and stuff. But everybody knew about it. It's like, you know, you go down this road, and you're going to run into a bunch of armed guards are going to tell you to leave. And they're really serious about it. Because they were monitoring uh, communications from Hawaii and overseas and nuclear subs and God knows what else. We had that when I was in Roswell. We went out and tried to find Area 51. And I don't think we were anywhere within <laughs> 50 miles of it and ran into a 
a couple of gentlemen in a Humvee that were yeah, they'll just come find you. Nicely told us that they had been watching us and we need to leave right away. Yeah, you're like okay, and we hadn't seen any signs either. So yeah, I, you're not I even don't even know if it yet. was Area, Area 51 <laughs> or if it was just you know a couple of rednecks in a Humvee. But yeah, so, yeah, yeah. In in the U.S. in general, I encourage people to go down go down the gravel road, the dead end road. Most of the time, you know when you're not supposed to be somewhere, and most of the time, you're not in danger. Don't go down there two in the middle, two in the morning, and don't go blasting down a road you don't yeah. know. First of all, yeah, but it's so. fun to explore. Um, I mean, we've all had those experiences. Like Brian and I, that time we took the monkeys up, and we ended up, and there's a there is like a little like camp up off of stampede it's a little bit south or a little bit east of, of where we usually go off of stampede and i i didn't know it was there it's off of the railroad tracks and it's a like you pay to go there kind of thing and we drove up there thinking it was the road and the gentleman was not really nice to us like we weren't we weren't doing anything but we drove up and we were trying to go one way because we didn't have gps on the bikes yeah because like you can't be here you need to leave like and it wasn't like, like he what? was hiding anything it was it was a like people had paid to camp there or, or, or rent a cabin or something. It was like oh. one of those things, but it was like you could tell that somebody had come up there and been a dick to them. Cause like I said, we didn't go blasting up there. We were just, yeah. So we did the smart thing. We went back down, found the railroad tracks and then almost went to a tunnel. But then we thought that's probably not a good idea. Cause you know, <laughs> trains and tunnels, train holes. Yeah. Train holes, train holes in the mountains. So I don't know. So talk about something you've seen in the South that you, you haven't seen here or maybe wouldn't, we wouldn't see here. Well, a lot of it's just culture shock in the South. If you had driven through the South or you lived down there, it's not. Uh, for me, it was because the first time I drove through the South, I mean, I went through some areas I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be in. And if you don't know if that's a, that's a thing, it is. There are places you go and you're like, oh, I'm not really welcome here. Pulled oh, off okay. I pulled off to a place in Alabama that I came into and I was clearly getting the side eye from a lot of people. Because I didn't just get off on a truck stop. I was really low on gas. I was in uh, the land the land cruiser. And I realized very quickly that they... It wasn't that I wasn't welcome. I wasn't, I wasn't treated poorly. It was just I was getting the look the whole time of, what are you doing down here? And yeah. It wasn't like I was driving anything fancy. It was just like, you, people like you don't come around here. Why are you here kind of thing? Yeah. So there's a lot of distrust. And rightfully so. I'm sure they have some stories to where they wouldn't you know, that would make them feel that way. So if you guys can read between the lines, I'm not going to go down the show. But places like that where you get into and you're just like, you don't know because you don't know. Um, and in my mind, like I said, I want to do some driving in the South. But I feel like I would be the type of person that would find like the really good off the beaten path, like little backwoods restaurant that mm-hmm. cooks an insane gumbo that only cooks there because their mom's been and grandparents have been cooking it for a hundred years or whatever. Like, yeah. There's a bunch of those places in Florida too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Florida is a weird place too, though. Going through the Everglades. I agree. You can go down some weird roads in the Everglades and I haven't gone too deep in there. It's one of the places I actually want to go back to. Yeah. I, uh, the, uh, one, th- the one of the times I was in Florida, I drove across Florida to um, Naples. So I took, what is it, 75 across? Mm-hmm. I had flown into like Fort Lauderdale or whatever. And if you don't know, that's called Alligator Alley. Yeah. I mean, it's infamous. There are there are fences the whole way that stop yep. the alligators from coming up on things on the road. And, and there are multiple signs that says, do not climb the fences. And if you drive, you will see people stopped trying to climb the fences and <laughs> things like that. you see alligators on the fences? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I've been down there. Yeah. And the problem is, you see all the signs that say, don't stop to, with the alligators, but then you see somebody climbing on the fence, and you're like, I really want to stop to see if he's going to make it kind of thing, <laughs> yeah, you know? So, right. you know, maybe he'll need a witness. <laughs> so Yeah, that was kind of cool. I went through, I take, you know, the, when I was 
down there a couple times. I try and take the side roads, but I didn't want to go too far because I had places to be. But it doesn't. You don't have to go very far in Florida to, to find the gators mm-hmm. just hanging out next to the road uh, and snakes. A lot of snakes, um, and they're usually just uh, constrictors of some kind. But it's it's still weird to see because even in the Pacific Northwest where we are, and even up where we are up in the woods, it's outside of elk and bear and bear are rare like we don't see bear every day even being up in the mountains we see them a few times a year which is cool but it's really just not that common in florida though you see gators and snakes everywhere they're everywhere it's funny you say that so i was uh i was at my folks house on sunday and my mom follows like the you know like the local there's a Mm -hmm. website where you can report things and somebody reported that they saw wolves in bellevue and I had that exact look. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. That's complete and utter bullshit. So I went and went to the national, or Washington State National. Um, I don't know if that report was real, but we have had wolves here, like yeah. especially up by you and things like that. Yeah. And they have come down in big time in some Amish and Issaquah. They're gray wolves. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have gray wolves. And I was like, boy, that's not much of a stretch, actually. They, make, they, they could make it to Bellevue. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, like, huh. there was so. that full-size cougar that was hit on 520. Yeah. And that wasn't like 520... Like the end yeah, down but by she, Redmond. She lived in Medina, and yeah, so you know. it was eating all the raccoons and cats and small <laughs> oh, dogs. Oh, it was a real cat. I'm sorry, I thought we were talking yeah. about a cougar. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Okay, yeah, it's different. Yeah. yeah, she was hitting a Mercedes. Yeah, well, it was outside of Medina that it was hit on yeah. 520. It wasn't like it was downtowns. You know, down by uh, Redmond where 520 ends. Uh, I always when, when when big animals like that are hit in in towns or near towns. I, my first thing I always think is. Who's keeping it in their basement? Like, right. you know, ever since that one guy got a rising a tiger in, in the Brooklyn Bronx in, in, a, in a high rise, I'm like, <laughs> what can't you get away with these days? Right. So, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. The, the closest animal call I had um, has been deer. I take that back. Not the closest. The scariest one I've actually <laughs> come across in a car was the moose outside of Wyoming. Yeah. I was climbing up this hill. Uh, what's the Teton Pass? I was going yeah. up Teton Pass, and I was going up there at night to go to an Airbnb and I, I have a picture of the sign still. It says moose crossing at night. And I laughed. I took a picture of it. It was cool. It was like, I was like, there's an actual flashing moose crossing sign on Teton pass. And my first time coming through there, I didn't think much of it. Not even like a hundred feet later, there's a bull moose walking up the side of the road that I'm looking under with my car and its antlers were enough to throw me off the side of that pass. Well, it's because it knows how to read and it knows where to cross because the moose crossing. Yeah. Side note, if you have never heard that YouTube video of the woman <laughs> talking about deer crossing, go look it up. Yeah. We'll put the link. It's We're not going to go into it, but it's the funniest thing I've ever heard in the world. So, yeah. And everyone's okay. just going, what? what? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, animals are tough. I mean, especially, have you ever been in a situation, speaking of, of rest stops and things like that, where you've stopped or, or seen things that, you know, because of animals, like where you pull in, like I've pulled into rest stops. I remember when we were... Were you with me when we were up in Yellowstone and we, and we were at that rest stop and there were all those bears? Uh, I wasn't with you, no, but I've, I've been around we're, many bears in Yellowstone. Well, no, because we were, I think it was all of us, wasn't it? So, yeah, Yosemite, I'm sorry, Yosemite. Oh, Yosemite, yeah, yeah, Yosemite, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we had gone up and, the, yeah. and there was all these people and, you know, there were rangers <laughs> everywhere saying, stay away from it. And people had stopped and they were walking into the field and it was, yeah. I, I'm all for it. If you want to go pet a bear, you're, that's just one less person to feed. Or a fluffy cow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop doing that, people. Stop going to places and going and trying to touch live animals or wild animals. <laughs> don't touch live animals either. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think, like, what about, like, in the Northeast? Like, I know you've had family and stuff up there. How's, anything? Just deer. 
deer everywhere. Oh, deer and skunk, porcupine. Well, I'm also uh, talking so about the, like the because you've traveled mm. a little bit more than me. As far as um, the next question I'm going to ask you is when you and Shauna were in Europe, if you ran into any like weird places. So yeah, yeah. Uh, in the Northeast, no. Um, as much as I would want to have some kind of story here, no. It's it's all so old America. It's all old battle towns and things like that. So that's just kind of cool. It's cool to drive around there if you're a history buff. It gets kind of repetitive, which I would say the same thing about Europe. Um, once you start, once you see your first castle, it's really cool. Once you see your 20th castle, you're not as impressed. Look at all this bloody money. No. <laughs> right. These castles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kill people. That's how you do it. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. No. Yeah. Um, no, Europe was, France was awesome. Like, so fun to drive around. So efficient to drive around. Um, they have traffic like any other city, but the the routes the you go through, you pay those toll roads, and they bypass all the stops. Like, they tell you ahead of time, like, if you're on this highway, you're on this highway. That's it. You're going here. There's nowhere else. There's no side roads. There's no on-ramps. There's no off-ramps. Everybody gets out of your way. So it's great. Like you, I mean, it, they were largely unpatrolled, too, because there's speed cameras everywhere. But you're not seeing, especially with, like, Obviously, some of the roads aren't going to go near like some of the, the the historic sites, but you're not seeing like rest stops. Like, in, I mean, everything I've ever seen online, and and every time I, I never drove in in Europe when I was there. They have travel stops, but you're not seeing like the creepy one where you're pulling up and it's you know the the Seven no. Eleven is blinking and it almost looks like over there. Everywhere I went, almost I mean, I'm only speaking for France and uh, the UK and Ireland, but over there, it almost seems like it's a it's as weird as it sounds. All our travel stops feel like they're state run. Mm, like, interesting. here's your gas, here's your food, here's your restroom. Move along. Mo- hit, you know, rubber stamp, next sure. one. Rubber stamp, next one. Okay. So they all feel the same. Um, and yeah, kind of uneventful. The Italian one was cool, though. Super nice because they have like the full service lane, they have the regular lane. That one was outside of Monaco. <laughs> Traveling well, in Italy yeah, is super cool. Yeah. Um, Italy was great. Uh, can't wait to go back there. <laughs> yeah. Say so the, the main thing is just you get. Crazy prices in Europe. My goodness, driving everywhere. It's like, am I paying 10 bucks a gallon a day or $7 a gallon? And then you feel lucky when you pay seven. And tolls are a lot bigger there, too. Oh, yeah. And roundabouts are everywhere. Well, they're, hell, we're getting roundabouts everywhere here, too. So, yeah, I like yeah. the roundabouts because once you get used to them, they're super fast. People are really fishing over here. Over here, people just kind of get lost and go in circles or they stop in the middle of it. I will say my favorite roundabout is in all of the Pacific Northwest is when you get off at the casino out there and you're headed down to your car, yeah. your, your house. I mean, I, 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 I get a little faster every time going through there. <laughs> yes, you know, but, uh, it's a high-speed chicane. It's, it's a high-speed chicane. It's a 50-mile-an-hour road with Absolutely. a 30-mile-an-hour roundabout. Absolutely. So you're like, so, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. There's one, the ones up toward the border in Canada mm-hmm. uh, by Linden. Those are... Those are European style. They're like three lanes wide, and the center isn't actually a block. It's more like a bump. Yeah. So, so if, you jump it. Yeah. If I was yeah, on the okay. Raptor, you can just go straight. And if you're really, if you're having fun, like I used to go up there and, and try and drift them back yeah. in the day, it was great. I don't think I've never not put a wheel up on the roundabout that's right by you by the falls. It's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, coming around there. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'd be curious. I mean, when this, when this posts up next week, uh, you know, if you have a photo or a story or something, post it up under it. I, w- I want to see your, you know, I know people yeah. have good photos of creepy really, places. Yeah, I really want to see people's like, yeah. worst or best stops. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what the best stop is that I've done. 
We talk some of the generic ones like wall drug and stuff, which is cool to go to once. Then you're done. You don't need to go back again. I mean, I'm, it's going to sound touristy, but I want to go to a Bucky's. Oh, Bucky's is cool. I want to go, but I yeah. want to go to like the one that apparently they broke the world record in Texas and now yep. they're breaking it again. So I, I want to go. I mean, I know it, I know it's going to be less than an hour stop. I mean, get, you know, get some food. Oh, yeah, I've been yeah. to several, but you yeah. stop at Bucky's because you yeah. know they're going to have something you want. Yeah. Like Bucky's is cool. Yeah. Excuse me. I wish more places were like that because they have so much stuff. I mean, we've got a couple like down south. A couple of the loves are bigger, but they're not. I yeah. mean, they're multiple. You know, the I, one off exit ninety nine that we always stop at. Yeah, uh, down in Olympia. That's like the good halfway point from between here and Portland, or not quite halfway, but it's a good stop. And that one's got a lot of stuff. But, yeah, but yeah, Bucky's is is cool. Bookies, Bushies, Bushies. Yeah, Bookies. Yeah, and they have a beaver mascot. I mean, <laughs> American. Okay, so I've got I've got a question for you, and um, we haven't done any research on this. We've talked about it because it came up. Um, if you listened to our episode a few ago, and we were talking about our favorite YouTubers, one that came up is Trail Recon, and he is a gentleman who gives off every vibe of he was a successful accountant and decided to start building Jeeps and has done really well and yeah. now has a Jeep channel. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> he was talking about something we've talked about a hundred times: is going off road and airing down your tires for traction and things like that. Mm-hmm. He mentioned something that, and he didn't necessarily prove a lot of, put a lot of proof into it as far as something, but he said, if you don't air down your tires, you're doing more damage to the environment. And I, um, I, the the hairs in the back of my neck went, well, wait a minute. Like, the simple answer in my mind, I was like, well, if I air down my tires, my, the patch is, is bigger, Mm -hmm. which means I'm making more contact with the ground, which means I'm contacting more ground and I'm ruining more ground, which you're not really ruining ground, but you are touching more of the environment. But you're, you're increasing your contact patch. So think of it like like tracks on a vehicle. Too. Yeah. So you're not... Um, it's not less th- weight in one spot? Kind yeah. Of thing? Okay. Yeah. So you're distributing your weight more evenly and you're not causing those, um, what do you call them? The bumps in the road, uh, washboard. So, but you, the washboard is caused by suspension um, compressing and rebounding quickly. Yeah. And the wheel coming up and down and slamming into the road over and over again. Yeah. Um, so if you really... Or even not even really stiff suspension. If you just have normal suspension, that's going to happen. And when you air down, so I have a, hmm, let me think about that. So if you air down, (laughs) naturally you're going slower. Yeah. Because you just can't go as fast unless you're running bead locks. Um, You'll ruin your tires. Yeah, yeah, and your wheels. As you compress quickly with an aired down tire, it also has the chance to impact the body of your vehicle. Mm -hmm. It's wider at that point. So I think in general, one, slow down off road if you're if just to help the environment. If you're not in a place where you can go faster, don't. Um, but at the same time, eh, yeah, but if I'm going I would, fast, Dan, I'm sucking up all the seeds and I'm germinating them, pushing <laughs> them farther. So, yeah, I would think it would be totally negligible. I would say it would be more. <coughs> the more you make your suspension work at speed, the more impact you're going to have on the environment. But I mean, he was just talking. Even if you're crawling, like I understand if you're. If you're not aired down and you're trying to climb a rock and, you know, and yeah, you're Moab, more. Moab being the classic, I mean, you could, a blind person could follow the route in Moab because you can feel all the rubber that's been left on the rocks right, yeah. and things like that. But I don't know. It just, he said it and it was kind of a. I guess you have less traction, so you're spinning more. There's that. Yeah. Your ruts would be deeper. Maybe. So I, I don't know. I, that's it's a good just, question. It was though. just kind of a. I wonder what the difference is. I mean, envir- I've never heard it said that. Like uh, you know, you're you're ruining the environment if you don't air down. Yeah, I've like, never heard that either. But it sort of makes sense. I mean, I can see that. Oh, he's a retired accountant. What does he know? I don't know what he's di- what he did actually. He's by the way, great channel. Yeah, <laughs> great. If you're yeah, a Jeep Trail person, oh, yeah, it's absolutely. a really good channel. Yeah, um, he's he's built a ton of good stuff. But I don't know. It just was. It's like kind of a 
again, I mean, you know, Dan and I talk about this a lot. We really do and would like the audience when you're listening to to weigh in. You know, we have the the phone number, we have emails, yeah. you know. 425-298-7873. Yeah, leave us a text, talk about it because I mean, it's always interesting to kind of get other people's opinions on these things because it's like, you know, we we screw around and I mean, I mean during the day like when I'm working, I always have something playing and it's something like that and like that pulled me out of what I was doing enough to make me go, well, wait a minute here. <laughs> like, how does that make sense? So, I think more than anything, speed would be the main factor. Yeah. In my opinion, it's speed that would be the biggest factor. Yeah. Because, I mean, just, yeah. Uh, the more you spin, the more you're jumping around, the more damage you have in the environment. I get that. Yeah. But. Who knew? <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it. I would just thought it would be more efficient to air down and more comfortable. That's, I mean, I've, I've always come from that. It's like, it's, I'm know. going a long drive on, on gravel, especially. Not just off-road, but gravel. I'm going to air down for comfort because it makes a huge difference. If you're doing the backcountry discovery routes, like, yeah, you can get through there with a two-wheel drive on a dry day, but it's so much more comfortable in four-wheel drive air down. So We all know what happens to you. but Yeah. By the way, that was like a year ago that ha- that happened, like this week. <laughs> you left me. <laughs> Sorry, I was in Baja mode. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So, yeah. Huh. What else is new with you? You've been uh, working on the shop and kind of getting things. Uh, a little. I've been kind of get. I've been getting over a cold. Of oh, course. that's right. So I've been resting actually. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, you don't rest. I know. I mean, I did sell the the um, the rack and the cover. Finally. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Same okay. guy. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we all knew he's he coming just, back. Yeah. yeah. He, well, I mean, he he told me it had you know he had a baby. He had yeah. changed his business around. Like I get it. Stuff happens. Absolutely. He was cool about it. Wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. No. I was like, cool. We can get around to it. Get around to it. So he got it. Um. And so now I'm gonna get a uh, smart cap Evo canopy for the truck. Okay. So I need something a little. Um. It's what I've always intended to do. Something more waterproof and something I could hold more stuff in, basically, outside so, of the weather. Are you gonna get one with that has like the opening sides with, with yep. cabinets and stuff like that? Yep. Does that limit the in- amount of things you can put inside? No. Okay. It's just really more like a molly panel in there. It only goes in a few inches. Nice. So it's perfect for airlines, things like that that are permanently on there. Okay. Um, it has a rack on top still. Nice. I probably won't put anything on it for the noise, but it's nice to know that it's up there so I don't lose the rack function. It'll hold 330 pounds while moving. Nice. So that's more than enough for what I have trip. I did not realize. You know, I finally got a fairing for uh-huh. mine. I did not realize how much wind noise I was actually getting from like my rack and I I'm, and everybody says I'm it's BS but I have gotten my mileage has gone up since that so I don't think that would be BS aerodynamics is a huge part of or maybe mileage. I guess I guess so I, I got into a discussion which I was sucked into on Facebook and, and, <laughs> and you know and so and somebody was like that you, that's not happening and so I decided to you know Again, cackles on the back of my neck went up, but um, <laughs> but it ha- it has. I can't sleep. Someone on the internet is wrong. Jerry from <laughs> San Diego. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't sleep. Some of the internet's wrong. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's the way it goes. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, that's you know, I mean, uh, so did you order the canopy, or are you st- are you just starting to look for where they are? Or are they, Not yet. Are they sold local? They are, but uh, they are also available in Oregon. And I also, you know, there's some other things I want in Oregon. So who knows? I might just go down there to visit friends. Oh, that's good. You should. You should do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you'll take the truck, so you have you'll wait to carry it back. So that's right. good. Yeah. I mean, that's easy. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I mean, I'm and which is funny because I'm the guy to do that. So when you're looking at four thousand dollar canopies, it no, I know. I quick. tried to yeah. do that with the new mountain bike, but it was uh, it's uh, there's no dealerships. Oh, so I had to. But yeah. Um, Shauna did find her R8. Oh, did she? For pending inspection Friday. 
Okay. Oh, the, it goes in for an inspection? Yeah. Okay. At Audi. I mean, it's only got 1,000 miles on it. Yeah, I can't see. Yeah, and it's had dealer services. Uh, so people are like, why would it have dealer services at 1,000 miles? <laughs> well, it's 2021 yeah. and annual oil changes, and it had prepaid maintenance. So okay. it's had both of those. has uh, an exhaust on it. Other than that, full stock. 2021 performance, every single option checked, every single one. Uh, it's, it's a 2021? Uh, it's 2021. And it was he was able to get stuff for it, huh? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 2021 Suzuka Gray on black with red stitching. Okay. Um, Are you going to keep the exterior color? I don't know yet. We'll see how she yes, likes I it. I should ask her. Yeah, yeah. she'll oh, yeah, so, she yeah. it. So yeah. it's got exhaust on it already. We'll take a look at it, see if it's too loud. It's IPP or is it IPP? IPF. I don't know what it is. Um, I was laughing because you, know, you and I, Megan, were talking about it. And you were showing us, and I was like, I was like, why is he selling it? And you're like, oh, he bought a Hurricane. Huracan. And I go, I want to be in that position where I don't have to sell my Audi to buy a Huracan, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know. Uh, yeah. It was a beautiful car. I mean, did, did it, it popped up on Auto Trader and you, you hopped right? Were you one of the first yeah. people to kind of. Yeah, it's one of those new, it's one of the new Auto Trader services, which is actually helpful where it's, um, you can do buy it now. And it's not because it's, even though it's a private seller, they've gone to like, they go through an inspection already with it. Okay. Um, and so you can either set up a test drive or you can just buy it now like you would from a dealership. So did you buy it now? or No, I'm pending inspection from the guy. I told okay. the guy I would, I, because I'm not going to go down there and test so drive it. So it came up on buy it now? Or? Yeah, they had the option to buy it now in the app. Oh, okay. And so, I'm sorry. But in lieu of a test drive, I'm having him take it to the dealer sure. where I will talk to And he's been cool with it. He's like, yeah, you can talk to the dealer directly. Same dealer it's been in his whole life. Same thing. Everything on the Carfax. Like, guy seems totally on the up and up. And I so assume, knowing Shauna, she's going to go get it and drive it back. Yep. Good for her. Good for yep. her. Okay. So. Very nice. Well, and obviously, you know, we have some friends at Audi. You can have it checked out. Yeah, from through through that. Okay, but again, there was what eight hundred miles on it. So eight hundred and fifty miles. It's in Louisville. Did he buy it in two thousand twenty one? Yeah, he put four hundred miles a year on that. Yeah. Thing. Can you imagine? No, because I would put four hundred miles on it in like two days. Exactly. Like that would be nothing. Like the yeah. first, if I bought that car, the first thing I'd do is go run the run the mountains. Like yeah, yeah especially okay. around there. Interesting. Okay. It, there's and that's not the only one. There's another one on there. Um, I found another one that popped up online. Uh, almost the same options, but the other one is white versus Suzuka, so it's not really in our range. But it has a thousand fifty-seven miles on it, and it's twenty-one. Hmm. And there's it's an odd thing in the supercar world where you find these cars that just haven't been driven. Well, I mean, I get I get the cost of ownership is is a lot, and you know the more. And a lot of these people, and, and we've known some of them, you, the insurance policies only allow you to drive so many miles. And with some of the bigger cars like that, they check the miles. They oh, yeah. know your miles. Yeah. So um, it's not like some of the old stuff like on the Triumph where I'm like, yep, it gets driven 1,000 miles a year. <laughs> Somebody asked me a while ago, this is a long time ago, I said, what is the best automotive decision you've made? Because I've had a bunch of cars, yeah. things like that. And I was like, it's not the cars. It's the fact that when I've bought cars, I've driven them. Yeah. None of my cars were garage queens. None of my cars did I buy for status. Everything I bought, I bought to drive. Yeah. And I drove the shit out of all my cars. And that has been the best thing I ever did. And it has cost me a fortune. I'm not going to lie. Like the, the depreciation hit take on, I, that I took in the pants on a lot of those cars was a lot, especially over the cost of a, course of a year or two that I had them. But it was 100% worth it. So the real question is, when Shauna gets an Audi R8, how much is it going to cost you now that there's an Audi in your garage that's not yours, which means you're going to have to get your own supercar? <laughs> yeah. Because we both know 
That's Shauna's supercar. And she oh, shares, yeah. but I mean... Yeah, 100% hers. I, I mean, I'm saying like... That's, that's her baby. But um, I know you, and you're going to be like... I mean, that sits there, and you're going to be like, well, I, I mean, I need you need a toy, you know? So We're going to see how long I can hold out. Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. I really <laughs> don't want to spend the money right now. Sure. I really want a Z06. Um, I don't know. Matching R8s would be kind of neat. It would be. <laughs> I want the new C8 Z06 a lot. Okay. Um. I want something different. Yeah. So if I can get like um, a 2020 BAC mono for 150, I might do that, honestly, just to have something so extreme. No heat, no AC, just put on a helmet. Yeah. It's, it's a four-wheel motorcycle. Yeah, The same absolutely. power to weight ratio. So I think that would be really fun, and I would love to road trip it, honestly, especially if she's in the Audi. Like I can, oh, I got you. I can okay. put a backpack in the Audi. Like it's all I need. You can put a lot in the Audi, yeah. Yeah. In, yeah in the whole R8, front trunk yeah. is huge, yeah. Yeah, the front okay. trunk, and yeah. then... Um, I'm going to have my friends at Northwest Crafted make a little seat for Theo in it in the middle on the shelf where he can lay down. He's, he's a great car dog. Oh, yes. Which is really funny. General, but he's, yeah. yeah, but he loves being in the car. He's just like, this is great. He'll yeah. just go either to sleep or he just looks out the window the whole time. Yeah. So I'll have him do that. But yeah, I really want to get something kind of extreme. Okay. Um, and nobody would say that my other cars haven't been, the Z06 and things like in the Turbo S and things like that. But it's a lot safer in a BOC than in, in a big fast motorcycle. Yeah, I don't really want so, it. I don't want a, a street bike. I again. know you don't. But I do, saying- but I mean, I would like, I would do it for the track. I don't think I'd want one for the street kind of thing. Um, but the BAC, something like that. Um, I thought about an Atom over and over again, but I like, really like the idea of a single seater. you driven seater. the Atom? Yeah. Okay. And it, it's great. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just want something that's, kind of completely like the most extreme impractical I can get. And, and Adam's close. I mean, the only downside to BAC and really, and I'm, this is it is, well, I mean, you fitting it is going to be an issue, but yeah, that, you're going to have to have something custom done. Yeah. That's I'll fine. have to have the seat done. Is service. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I wish it used a generic motor and it uses a great one. It uses that Cosworth in line four yeah. and it uses a straight cut gear transmission. I mean, there's enough people around here. And somebody could fix it. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying like, you know, if you're in LA, you know, BAC has their dealership within Lamborghini Koenigsegg and all that. So yeah. it's like, um, but interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I think, I think, and that I would only do that because she has the Audi. <laughs> no, I know. So I could, if we had the fix, yeah. if I needed a fix, you know, to go drive together, we can do that. I get it. No, no, no. I get but. it. I just, I just know you and it's, you know, it's, you're going to be sitting there and you know, it's not a mean thing, but, she, but you know, she's going, this is my car. Will you go get your own? Yeah. No, no. And I agree. Like I, in, in a good way. So, yeah. yeah. And, and like I said yeah. before, I want her to have that experience of yeah. it being her car, and I don't want people to mistake it for mine. I want her to enjoy that all the way to the end. But I've, I've warned her already. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, you're a woman driving an R8. You're not going to be able to stop at gas stations and just be by your car. Like, you don't understand how rare that is and how um, how in your face people are going to be. It's bad enough when you're a guy. You imagine it's annoying. The, can you imagine the obituary of the first guy that goes, oh, is that your boyfriend's car? <laughs> <laughs> he lived a long life, Steve did. <laughs> you didn't know you could get a gas pump there. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just like, I, I wonder if it's going to annoy her, honestly. We'll see. I'm, ex- I'm ex- excited for her to have the experience, but I'm also, it takes She's a certain level of patience. She's yeah. experienced it when she was driving your turbo. I guarantee you. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I think that's great. But uh, uh, I just promised me that I can be there with you when you first try to sit in a BAC mono because I have tried. And I mean, I am bigger than you, but I wasn't even able to like get into that was down in Scottsdale. I wasn't even able to get into like halfway like to. Yeah. So no, it's one of those you, you're in it and then you're in it. And yeah. it it's a good 
couple minute process to get in the car and set up. Well, and everybody has their custom. I mean, it's just like yeah, one of the high end cars. You get a custom bucket that's mm-hmm. custom, which I'm assuming you could take the, the the existing one out and have it Northwest crafted make one for you or. Yeah, I'll have to have the custom foam made, and yeah. I will have them 100% put in a seat heater. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. That is getting a really good seat heater. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> cool. I definitely plan to do that and have it, you know, I'll put the, the stereo and the helmet and everything so I have some sound yeah, and foam and all you. that. But okay. Yeah. I just, so that'd I, be cool. I just really want that experience. It's not the car. Like, I don't, I want to be able to just to go drive it and go. It's as close to an F1 as you can get on the road. I mean, yeah, I can't open think con- of. Open canopy. Yeah, I. KTM Crossbow, but I've I know one of those, and they're not legal here. And I still don't know how the one that's here is legal. So, no, yeah. it is. It has plates on it that says Crossbow. Yeah, I don't know if it is though. Oh, okay, fair enough. There's a lot of things that have plates that aren't legal. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I love that car. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything else besides the Ariel Atom. I mean, minus, like, you're not going to get the same experience. And I and I always go back to the, like a lot of the British cars, like the Austin Healys, have the windshields that go down. Yeah, you can take down. I mean. SP2, you're not going to, I mean, that's multi-millions yeah, of dollars. Um, yeah, I think it's just that entry point where, I mean, that's... Elva. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing is going to be in that 150 range. Yeah. and then from, Ariel Adam. From what I've seen on Bearing a Trailer, you, they've gone from 120 to 150, and I think they're going to go down a little bit, mm-hmm. even, because the new one just came out. So if I can, yeah. I, I don't want the that first... side pod thing. Yeah, yeah, which looks really cool. I would love to have a new one, but I don't have 250000 to spend. But it seems like those are in such a unique market, they go from that 250 to 150 almost immediately. Did you watch that video I sent you of Jordan picking up his and that guy that had the red carbon? Yeah, almost the Iron Man kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll definitely do an S-Tech wrap on it. Something, a def- that would be something cool. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, I can take it to British Car Day. It's British. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I've seen some of these YouTubers. You can cut the windshield off of anything. I mean, Daily Dream Exotics took the windshield off a brand new uh, Huracan Spider. Come on. I mean, this could be done. We could turn anything into a <laughs> Sawzall and some bot. You'd be fine. You'd be fine. It doesn't need to go back on. <laughs> so, yeah. Anytime I see a Sawzall involved in a car, I just think of RWB. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he doesn't use a sawzall. It's like more tin snips. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let us know where you've been. Let us know your favorite places to yeah. go. Give us. I want to see road trip pictures. I'm going to ask the audience yeah. ahead of that. Cool. All right. All right, guys. Well, we as always thank you for listening uh, for this episode of the Avance Podcast. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. <laughs>